Listen Wednesday for your chance to win tickets to Brian Regan. Get ready to laugh all night long when Brian Regan brings his unique blend of observational comedy to the stage at the John M. Huntsman Center on Saturday, November 9th. Tickets are on sale now. Purchase your tickets at LiveNation.com. Time now to talk with our basketball insider, Steve Cleveland, and he joins us on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Lease any handset and get an iPad for $99.99. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Steve, good morning. Good morning. So when you heard the deal was done and the Pelicans were shipping AD to the Lakers, you thought? <laughs> uh, I thought that uh, I wasn't surprised, <laughs> actually. I figured they'd get this done. Um, you know, there's there's a cost, obviously, and, and between draft picks, four draft picks, and some young players, but... Uh, I probably want a few people to feel like that, that this thing, they'll figure out a way to make this work. I think it's going to attract some guys in that maybe three to seven million dollar range that they can pick up. They obviously need to get some shooting, but, you know, Kuzma, LeBron, and, and AD is a pretty doggone good front line. It probably isn't a better front line in basketball. You just got to find some guards to go with it. But uh, um, I, I, I like it, to be honest with you. I, I, I'm interested to see how it plays out. And uh, kind of fun to watch over the next uh, three or four weeks here with the draft and free agency and everything else going on this summer. Yeah, you look at the mindset of today's players, and it seems like so many of them, the, the elite players, you know, they want to go into a situation where basically they're guaranteed shots. And you speak of that front line, and, and certainly that looks like a formidable front line. There's no question about that. But they need some help in the backcourt, and that's what they would target in the free agency but are they going to be able to get a premier or premier players who come in and know there's a few things going on? The opportunity to get shots is going to be very limited, and LeBron has been known to be a coach killer, and it's going to be his team, and it's probably going to be his team even more because now no one really held it against them that they didn't do much this year, but if he doesn't get where he's supposed to be next year, well, then it's going to be a knock. So I'm wondering... You know, what's going to be a level of interest of these guys in the backcourt to where they need some help? You know, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure that it's going to be young guys. I mean, I think it's going to be guys that are kind of into their, you know, like a Reddick or Danny Green, guys that maybe are at the end of their career that are enamored with the idea that, hey, you know what, why not do this? And uh, and, and certainly the things you've, you've indicated are true. I mean, LeBron is going to have, you know, his uh, footprint all over this thing, but – you know, he's proven in the past that uh, in doing that, they, they can still be successful. I think, to be honest with you, LeBron's probably taken more grief from the media this year than he has in his entire career. And he's probably a little tired of it as well. Not that I think he's sitting around listening to all of it, but I think that he probably has something to prove, too. And you get a, you know, a great superstar-type player who actually has something to prove that they can get this done, that motivation, AD's motivation, all the grief that both of these guys have taken, and uh, with all the blame that's gone uh, on here with uh, the management of the Lakers, with LeBron and how this thing's all falling apart, that might just be the extra motivation that gets them over the top to, to prove everybody wrong. So uh, I, I think that, I, I mean, LeBron's a competitor, and I don't think he's just going to shrivel and go away and make movies the rest of his life. Uh, I, I think that uh, he'll have something to prove here, and he'll do everything he can to put this thing together. And you're right. He's going to have a significant role, has more of a role than probably Coach Vogel or anybody else in that staff. But 
think everybody knows that going in, and I think that I, th- I think it'll actually work out. So you bring up a couple of interesting things. One of them, you said, "Hey, they'll add some three to seven million dollar guys." That is one way they could go, but uh, there's plenty of speculation that they're going to go after Kemba Walker and spend all that money, which means then you're you're out there trying to sign a bunch of guys on the uh, on the minimum. Which yeah. way do you think they'll go? Which way would you go if you were in charge? Uh, you know, if I had the money, and uh, I'd probably go after another another superstar. You know, I mean, Kimball Walker is, is somebody that can score, and, and you have to guard him. Uh, he is undersized, but at the end of the day, uh, if they can figure that out financially, uh, then that's probably the way they would do it. And and then and then you are really getting the the uh, lower level guys to come in and guys that are coming off the bench. You know, Golden State's done a great job with getting guys to, to come off the bench and, and with Cook and McKinney and Drebko. I mean, you might have to find some, uh, you know, two and three million dollar guys. But if they can get a Kimball Walker, I say you take it. Uh, and, and I suspect that they will get one more premier type player there. Uh, but it's a long season. And we, we saw that with, with Golden State here, who for the first time, uh, guys that had played a lot of minutes were susceptible to injury. And uh, they couldn't beat a great t- Toronto team, so uh, I'd go after the, I'd go after a Kimball Walker. I'd go after anybody that was capable of. They've got to have perimeter shooting. I mean, it, and I think Kuzma can can provide that to a certain degree, but uh, this all for naught if they don't have somebody to stretch the floor and and make people guard you on the perimeter. Otherwise, that thing will just be packed in. And we'll see. We'll we'll talk maybe a little bit more about this, but. I mean, have we ever seen as much zone and boxing ones and traps? And, I mean, I felt like I was watching college basketball again, watching the NBA Finals. And uh, But people realize that if you can't shoot, you know what, we're going to let you shoot, and we're just going to pack it in and make you beat us another way. So um, they got to get somebody. Whoever, whoever that third guy is, it doesn't matter how good he is with the ball. It doesn't matter how special he is defensively. They've got to have shooters. So going forward here, it looks like, you know, with the injuries to the Warriors that the West has just been flown wide open. And so there's several teams that won 50 games last year, and they've got to believe that they think they're in the mix. So try to put yourself, uh, whether it's Denver, Portland, whoever it might be, and obviously the Jazz, uh, you think it's now in terms of, man, we really got to make a move? Well, I I, I... – I think you take an opportunity. I mean, you, you, everybody kind of likes to look to the future, you know, but, you know, let's, let's kind of live for today here. And there's an oppor- there is an opportunity in the West, and, and certainly a Denver and a Portland and Oklahoma City and Utah Jazz, all of them feel like, hey, you know what? They're, they're, they're not going to have, if in fact, that Clay Thompson and, and uh, KD stay, they're not playing. And, and you know, maybe – Clay plays at the end of the year, but they're not the same team. And uh, so, um, just like look at Toronto. I mean, Toronto may never win another NBA championship, but they got one. And uh, what a great impact that had in that country and that city. Um, I think you kind of you, yeah, you're always building for the future, but at the end of the day, there is a window right now in the West that is. Uh, that indicates there's an opportunity for someone else, a new kid on a block that can come in there and win an NBA championship. And I think that's what general managers and owners are looking to do. 
And uh, uh, if Kawhi leaves, you know, Toronto is not going to win the NBA next year. But they, they had him for a year, and it, it worked out. Um, so, and Mel, you know, Milwaukee Bucks are going to be back where they were if they can hold on to all of their bigger guys. But uh, as far as the West is concerned, it is wide open. And uh, the Lakers have just become a player with AD, and if they pick up a third piece to that, they're going to be right back in the mix as well. It seems like you have to push all the chips to the middle of the table right now. There's no other way to go. Number one, contracts are shorter than they've ever been. You know, you can only sign guys four or five years. The days of six- and seven-year deals are gone. Number two, you're in trouble, the Pelicans show us, before the contracts even up because you can tamper now. (laughs) You can just tamper and get away with it. So you might as well push your chips right now and just go to the middle. You don't have the Warriors blocking your way. And you can't really play for the long run because contracts are short and tampering. There's a price to be paid, but it's worth it. So what? Well, I, I agree with that. You know, all of this, you know, you're developing and you're building teams. And, you know, we, we, we seem to forget that teams, players, you know, when, when you, you know, Zion Williamson didn't have much control over who he's going to spend his first three or four years with. At that point, you know, these young men, Became enamored with other teams. They make good friends. They want to get together, and really, management and ownership has little control over that after they finish their rookie contracts. And no matter what kind of experience you've had, and unless you put a put together a great team that's going to compete for NBA championships, you know, guys are going to leave, which you know they're entitled to, you know, which may say something about the fact that uh, you wonder if the draft ever changes. You know, where. Because uh, it doesn't seem that guys are kind of staying. You know, you, they they get drafted, and especially these teams that are the bottom half of the, the NBA conference, uh, they get the thing going a little bit. They they get some momentum, and, but the grass is kind of always greener somewhere else, whether it's financially or an opportunity to win an NBA championship or to play with a good friend. All of those things play into it. Which, uh, like you said, you better you better get it while it's good because down the road. Those, those young players who develop more than likely aren't going to be with you. And, and that's just kind of how it changes and works. And I, I, what Golden State has done the last five years is incredible. But the way I look at the league right now, I see that being a really, really difficult thing to have happen, uh, just go, going down because of, just because of all of that change and opportunities for guys to change teams, as they should have the opportunity to go where they want to go when, when, it, when the time is appropriate. So – Go for it now. Do, do everything you can. I think that's what the Lakers are going to do. You know, LeBron's got two or three years maybe left in him. AD's got more. Uh, Kimba Walker's got more. But if they can get Kimba, but you only have LeBron for two or three years, I think the Lakers are going, hey, this is our time. This is our moment to kind of restore the credibility of this organization. And, um, and I, I think a lot of people are going to begin to think like that. Yeah, I, certainly I agree with you with LeBron because age is not on his side with him being as old as he is and played for as many games. But then you got Anthony Davis, who's 26 years old. He does have age. So with the draft coming up, you know, you talk about this is our time. I'm just really intrigued by what the Jazz are going to do because this is their time. And everybody wants their time to be now, or most teams do want their time to be now because everybody wants to win now. So you look at the Jazz, you know, the, Mitchell's going to his third year. Gobert's been around the block a little bit. So they've got still have time on their side, but yet they want to win now. So with the draft coming up, 
you know, is there, do you try to put your emphasis on developing somebody in the draft or do you try to move up or do you say, well, forget it. Let's try to get somebody who's more of an established player in here. I, I mean, I don't know where they're going to go, but I know they have options and I'm intrigued in which way they're going to go. Well, and that, that is the challenge that, that GMs and ownership have. I mean, I, you look at the Jazz, and there's been a really good feel about this organization, and rightfully so. I mean, from the top down to the players, you've got great people. You have people of integrity. You have a, a wonderful system and culture there. Everything's been really positive. But at, at some point in time, they, they're, trying, they're still trying to get to the next level. And you know what? A lot of... A lot of everybody wants an NBA championship, but I think when you have all things in place like that and the fan base is, you know, an intelligent fan base that they can say, hey, you know what, we're getting a lot out of this and we may not be winning NBA championships, but we got a great product and we love our players and it's great to see them in the playoffs every year. Um, you know, I, I don't think you just uh, have a wholesale get rid of everybody and bring, you know, I, I don't, I don't think what the Lakers are doing is, is the, is, is that is how most management are going to want to organize and build a program. And I think one thing that jazz have done is they have the trust of the community. They got a great fan base and they have a really good product, but for them to get to the next level, they're going to have to make some changes and they're going to have to get rid of some people. It sounds like some of those things are in place. But uh, I, I don't think long-term, I guess you just continue to get and develop young players and do that. But if they want to make a splash and find themselves competing in the top two or three and they're close, then why would you not try to go out and get a, get a guy that, that can help them get over the top and, and somebody that's different and somebody that brings something different to this team in terms of the ability, and we've talked about this, that can score on their own off the bounce, that uh, can be a – uh, a number two or number three scorer that uh, you trust and has that kind of experience rather than going with a young guy that's developing. So if I'm the Jazz, I'm looking for a guy that can come in and give us 17 or 18, that can create his own shot, that uh, can obviously defend like they want to defend. And, and there are guys out there, and we'll have a chance over the next week or so to, to talk about that. But I'm, I'm looking for somebody that can come in and give immediate help and rather than building, they've gone through that process. It's worked well. Everybody loves the program and the community. But I think right now the next step is, hey, let's let's get let's get to the finals of of the West. And and that's that's a difficult thing to do. But they have enough pieces in place that they added one or two that they could get there. And that's that's the challenge that uh, that organization has right now. The Lakers were 10th, the Clippers were 8th. Assuming the Clippers get Kawhi Leonard, assuming the Lakers do something smart to follow up the, the deal with the Pelicans, who's going to be falling if those teams are climbing? Uh, who gets pushed out of the playoffs? Who might have home court and not have it anymore? How, who do you think's in trouble now? Because everybody can't well, win all the time. You, well, you, got, you, you figure Denver had, um, you know, at first it was an anomaly, you know, they you know, they kind of played together, but they, they've got kind of a special thing going on there. So you, you take Denver, you obviously Golden State, if they're without their two players, if, if KD and, and they both stay and they don't play for a year, then you know what? I know Draymond and, I mean, and, and certainly, you know, they've got, they've got one of the great guards in Curry, but I'm, they'll, be, they'll be one of the first to drop, to be honest with you. I, I don't see them being a top two or three team if 
KD and Clay don't play, or if KD's gone and Clay doesn't play. I mean, they just don't have the ability to fill those shoes. And so they're going to be the one team that maybe drops from one to four uh, until those guys get healthier, until other things are dealt with. Uh, but, you know, OKC is kind of disappointing this year. And, you know, you know they're going to come in motivated. I don't think they're going to change their team a lot. But I, I would say that they're susceptible to taking a step down. Um, and then Portland, who, you know, has had great guard play and proved they could could step up. But, uh, again, they struggle. I mean, the Clippers kind of showed that they were what they were capable of. If you add Kawhi to the Clippers – and, uh, you know, they, they become a formidable team. And uh, so, and the Lakers are going to be better. So, you know, the Jazz, you've got to look at the Jazz and say, hmm, where, where, what happens here? Uh, they've got a great system. They prove they can win 50 games in a year. But all of a sudden, there's some really motivated teams. Denver's going to be really motivated to, to get to the next level. Portland's been really consistent. Uh, you know, Westbrook and George got to be disappointed in how that thing finished. There's a lot of different motivations, but the teams that have made themselves better are the Lakers, the Clippers, uh, and Denver, who I think is still going to continue to be there. So the Jazz are probably that one of those teams that you worry about that maybe they they can't stay and maintain where they're at unless they do get uh, a difference maker and somebody that can can bring more offense to this team. Steve, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks, guys. Have a great week.